Welcome to another episode of Unafraid with Josh and Nate. Let's get to the show. Hey guys, uh, just sad to say it's a lonely day here in the podcast studio as I'm uh, sitting here all by myself staring at an empty chair across from me. There's just no one here to talk to me because Nathan is being a good dad. His uh, daughter got sick over the weekend and had um, strep throat, it turned out. And so we said, keep those cooties away and you stay at home. So it seems like uh, I'm going to be doing this one all on my own today. And um, oh, wait, my phone's ringing. Hang on. One second. Hello? Hey, Josh. What's going on, man? Oh, Nathan. Welcome to the party. I didn't think you were going to oh. make it. Oh, man. I, any Anytime that we're recording, I want to be there, buddy. Even Good. if I can't be there. Oh, that's awesome, man. Um, yeah, I'm, dude, I'm super excited uh, to be recording again. I'm glad that we've made the effort to push it back forward and make it a priority so that we can be sitting down doing this and uh if y'all haven't figured it out by now um that was a little shtick that we did at the beginning (laughs) i figured out how to play with the sound pad and got a ringtone on there so we thought it'd be a fun little way to intro into the podcast since nathan and i are actually not in the same room today we are not so and it's sad it makes me sad yes but sometimes parent parental duties take precedence so that's what we have to do. Yeah, absolutely. So Nathan, how was your week? I mean, it's been been pretty good overall. You know, got the girls. They both had, well, I mean, they both had soccer games, but only the oldest played. Yeah, I didn't see uh, Hannah on the field much on Saturday. Yeah, she was on the sideline, even though her team was on the field. I don't even think her team could see her on the sideline. She was no, hanging yeah, under she, a blanket most of the time. In the wagon. Yep. yep. He had a nice little sleeping cave, so to speak. Yeah, she did. Um, so. Anyway. But so, yeah, we suspected, on Saturday, we suspected something was up with her. We just didn't know how bad we, you know, Jen thought it was allergies. And then Sunday, um, she had to, well, not had to, but she got to serve at church all three services. And decided it'd be best to leave Hannah at home, obviously, because of the way she was feeling. And went ahead and scheduled a doctor appointment. I took her there and found out she had strep. So we decided to keep her home from school today. And uh, yeah, that's where we're at. So when uh, when do y'all think she'll go back to school? Tomorrow. I mean, it's only... Yeah, she'll be on the steroids for long enough at that point. Yeah, the contagious part's over. She's just got a little cough and runny nose but she's always got a runny nose that's just the way that child works yeah hence hence <laughs> why y'all thought it was just allergies i mean yeah. <laughs> i don't know it seemed when i saw her saturday it definitely seemed like she felt worse than just allergy allergies but um, yeah she was a completely different child today like completely full of energy you wouldn't think that she was sick at all like she was keeping me busy today yeah yeah i mean honestly that's kind of funny like you think about I'm just going to refer this back to Christ a little bit. You think about how we are before we come to Christ and, you know, we're 
just downtrodden in the world. We deal with our struggles, but then when we accept Christ and we get that medication, it changes us and it makes us completely different people. And that's what the medicine's doing there for your daughter. It's making her a completely different person again. And some might say that that's a scary thing because if you know Hannah, (laughs) we call her Hurricane Hannah for a reason. She is a live wire, that's for sure. (laughs) So uh, anyway, so today I think we're going to talk a little bit more about what we touched on in our Welcome Back podcast. Um, And that was about financial hardship. And so we discussed one of the reasons why we were away was because, you know, multiple things, but one of them was just that the financial hardship had come upon myself in, uh, in this year. And, um, it was something that allowed me that I'm sorry, it was something that kept me from my focus on doing things like this podcast. Um, I was trying to just work hard and keep myself afloat and um, kind of let some of the things that were not supposed to slip by the wayside slip by the wayside. That being, you know, this podcast, you know, regular fellowship and attendance with my brothers. But that's something that, you know, we as believers need to uh, focus on our relationships with one another and, and get ourselves back into good standing there. Because if we're not connecting with the people that keep us connected to Jesus, we run the risk of connecting with things that disconnect us from Jesus. So right. today we just want to dive in a little bit and talk about what does the Bible say about financial hardships and how can we ease ourselves during those times? What have you come up with on your end? So one of the uh, first ones that I came across when I was doing some research was uh, Philippians 4.19. And it says in Philippians 4.19, it says, my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And I'm also going to read Luke 12, 29 through 31, because it goes with it. it. says, and do not seek yeah. what you should eat or what you should drink, nor have an anxious mind. For these, for all these things, the nations of the world seek after And your father knows that you need these things, but seek the kingdom of God and all of these things shall be added to you. So I think to, to better answer that question that you just asked is you kind of need to look at both of those because Philippians 4.19, yes, it says very, very in a short way, you know, God will supply all your need to his riches by, you know, in glory of Christ Jesus. But then it kind of breaks it down a little bit in Luke where, you know, it says, okay, yeah, God knows you need food. He knows you need water. He knows you need a place to live. He knows you need to pay your bills. Mm-hmm. That's for him to worry about. You need to worry about what your mission as a as a Christian is, and that is to share Jesus. And, and that's something that I myself got distracted with a lot in these past, you know, five months or so. And it's not easy, you know, it's one of the hardest things, I think, when you're sitting there struggling and you're saying, okay, well, I've got this bill coming up and I need to pay it. And I've got a baby on the way and I need to save for that. And I've got this and I've got that. But this simple phrase in Luke, but seek the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added for you. 
I think is put in there to bring comfort, to ease the anxious heart, because there's always going to be time for anxiety in life and there's always going to be time for strife. But if we continue to put our trust in Christ and we continue to seek after him and seek the Mm -hmm. glory of his kingdom and share that with others, he will provide. Yeah, that's good stuff. So did you have any, um, any thoughts? I've fallen down into this, like, uh, when, when you mentioned that you wanted to delve into finances, I fell into this, like, YouTube rabbit hole. Um, I, I uh, admittedly didn't immediately go to the scripture and probably spent more time just watching financial, um, ah, man, what, what's the proper wording for it? Like, like how to how to put yourself in a, in a better situation financially, uh, given out by like billionaires, advice given out by billionaires. Uh, Grant Cardone being one of the main ones I was listening to, yeah. and Steve Harvey, Kevin Hart, you know, just a bunch of people who have done extremely well for themselves. And the uh, Steve Harvey put it best, I think, when he said that even at this point in his life, he does a vision board type thing where he uh, puts down exactly what he's looking to get out of life and what he's looking to do with life. And he still still prays and trusts in God that God's going to provide for him, even even though he's got um, millions of dollars. I mean, it's almost almost like you're saying, you know, he still lives like, he lives every day like he doesn't have that. And he still tries to put his trust in God in that way. Um, which is really funny because there's a there's another story that I've heard similar to that from someone uh, from Gabrielle Union. You know, her and uh, Dwayne Wade are married and they've they've had, you know, but amongst each of themselves, they make millions upon millions of dollars and they have that. But she said, uh-huh. you know, she didn't grow up with that and they didn't grow up with that. And it's, you know, it's one thing you know, you never know when you could just lose it all. So to still live in that mindset of, you know, this is, I I need to continue to work hard because otherwise it could lead back to where I came from. And even though these are worldly people that we kind of talk about in that sense, um, they're not, and by that, I mean, they're not known for their religious reasons. They're known for their celebrity. Um, you know, it still wraps around to a biblical truth from Proverbs fourteen twenty three, where it says, "All hard work brings a profit, but mere talk leads only to poverty." And so, I, I think, if, correct me if I'm wrong, but that seems to be the the mindset that right. you're trying to display that Steve Harvey kind of right. Said but it. it's all it's it's all about the actions. Right. You know, it's it's that yes, God wants the best for us, but. He wants us to want it for ourselves as well. He wants us to work for it. He wants us to apply ourselves. Um, he doesn't want us to just sit around and wait for something to fall into our lap. Yeah. And, you know? and, so and I think even a greater truth of that, though, is that he still wants us to seek the kingdom of God. He still wants us sure. to yeah. speak the kingdom of God to others. So if if us working hard distracts from that... I think there are times that he allows for hardship 
so that we can regain our focus. So what's your, you, you mentioned that you're going through these struggles yourself and, and you, I, I've seen the hustle that you're putting forward right now, as far as trying to just figure out, you know, how to, how to get a more sustainable income flow, mm. uh, how to up your income flow. You know, you're, you're doing, you're a jack of all trades right now, right? I mean, yeah. you've got, you put, you put the effort forward to learn how to be a lender Yep. And that that season's kind of dry for you right now. It sounds yeah, and, like, and, and that's where the real difficulty lies. And you know, it's it's not been easy ever since I became a lender. It's been a um, now for y'all that don't know, this is mortgage lending. It's been a weird roller coaster road. You know, I started in October of 2019, which was right before coronavirus. So my whole first mm-hmm. year basically took place during coronavirus. So it was a little bit of a slow start. And then we were at some of the best interest rates we've had in history. And so I was able to really focus on doing refinances for people. And so I had a really, really solid year in 2021 for someone who's only really been in it for a year and a half, two years, you know, but one year was an entire year where the world was pretty shut down. Mm-hmm. And, um, but then in the problem I did there was my, I, I had too much focus on one thing, me in one aspect of that job. And that was the refinances. I wasn't focused on building my, um, my clients as like realtors and stuff like that. People that send you, uh, people that are looking to buy. I was so much more focused on refinances. Well, then as rates started to rise a little bit, the refinances started to go away. And so then it was like, okay, well, now I have to get out there and start to work on this other aspect of it. So it's like I took, you know, one step forward, a couple steps back. And then I was starting to get my feet wet there, really starting to build some good business there. And then now we're at 22-year highs in interest rates. And and inflation is just absolutely crazy. So it's basically been like this year amongst all the other hustles that I do and all the stuff that I do on the side to keep ourselves afloat – I've taken essentially a $30,000 pay cut this year and it's trying yeah. to manage that. And that's a big pay cut, you know, and especially for, it absolutely is. especially when, you know, one of the things I need to get better about as a leader of the household is, is starting to live within our means. You know, we try to live in the moment a little bit too much, I think, and don't necessarily plan as much for the future. And that reminds me of, scripture where Jesus is uh, talking a parable and he talks about the parable of um, oh, what was it? He gives three different people a, a landowner or somebody gives three different people a different, you know, a certain amount of money and one person mm-hmm. takes the amount of money and invests it. And one person takes the amount of money and puts it in the bank. And then the other person takes the amount of money and buries it in the ground. And basically what he said to the person who buried it in the ground was you didn't even try to do anything to grow this money. You just hid it away. And that's kind of what, you know, it feels like instead of planning for the future and preparing for that, it's a hard lesson that I'm learning right now by having a year like this. Yeah. 
that was one of the things that I kind of noticed, um, to be, to be honest, you know, was you were all of a sudden making, uh, these, these check, these payouts that made me a little bit jealous and envious, you know, but, but they were, they were substantial amounts all of a sudden. And, and you guys were, you guys were living it up. You guys were doing great. You guys were treating the family to special events. You guys were, uh, uh, getting Halloween decorations, Christmas decorations, just like elaborate stuff because y'all have always enjoyed um, entertaining and you've enjoyed um, uh, fixing up your house. Like you've got this great house and, and you, and y'all are trying to redo your kitchen and, and get uh, stuff set up for the holidays but what I was trying to focus on is is the hustle part, in that you you were all of a sudden getting this this big payday with this lender thing that you became, as far as I could tell, as amazingly good at in such a short period of time. I'm I'm guessing that this is not something that people catch on to near as quickly as as you seem to have. Um, I I mean I can speak from experience because you you helped my wife and I. Uh, with our with our loans and it just seemed to go super smooth and we got better rates than we thought we were going to get but i'm i'm even going off on a rabbit trail here the the point is back to the hustle where when that when you realize okay this is really drying up and it's not coming in in the way that that my wife and i can be comfortable you started going out and finding other things to do to keep yourself busy instead of just, well, I guess I got to sit around until the next client comes in. And so you started doing favor and driving around and, and taking people their stuff. And then you were also, I guess, recently or for a while now, you've been doing this landscaping thing with a buddy of yours that's giving you this opportunity to go out there and do that. And from what I understand, you're spending, you know, a few to several hours uh, about three to four days a week, um, just really out there busting your hump to bring in, you know, not near what you were bringing in with the lending thing, but you're bringing your, your, you're stepping up to, um, be the financial provider that, that your wife and your soon to be your, your soon to come son need you to be. And, I'm curious as to what your mindset is right now going forward. Like, how do you, how do you see your financial situation becoming stronger than what it is now? Uh, because in my household, favor has been brought up because we too are struggling financially and looking for uh, another flow of income that could help us out, that could give us some more padding in the bank. And uh, I personally don't see the value of favor as far as helping out with the income. You understand what I'm? Yeah, I get what you're saying. And, and honestly, <laughs> I don't. honestly, to answer that question, um, there's one thing that I haven't been consistent in my life at trying. And uh, it's kind of been heavy on me lately. And it's something that, you know, even, even though we we give in different ways. You know, we give of our time and we give of our finances to family and those kind of things to, to bless others with stuff. One of the things that we haven't 
really ever focused on was giving to the church. And yeah. I'm, it makes me sit and wonder in this time of struggle, you know, is this another thing that God's trying to open my eyes to a little bit? You know, it's like, hey, you know, you, you continually keep trusting me in things and I bless you with them. But this is one thing you haven't been trusting me with. You know, it's uh, something that <laughs> Pastor Jesus said a couple weeks ago was that, uh, you know, it's like sometimes we trust, we try to trust ourselves more with the 90% than we do him with the 10%. And I find myself falling short of that a lot. You know, it's, you know, I'll do it for a little while and then it, things just seem to get stressful. And it's like, I, I back off because I need that money more than, than God does is what it feels like at times. And it's, you know, it's something that's, it's, it's stressful, you know, and especially because I don't allow myself to have those thoughts in times of flourish. You know, in times of flourish, I'm not sitting there thinking, oh, well, let me, let me um, give this first 10% over. Uh, but then when there is times of struggle, it's like, okay, God, what are you trying to say? Should I be doing this? And it makes it even harder to do it. But I think sometimes we just have to do it to trust him and trust that he's going to provide the way. Um, one of the things leading towards this was that something that was really awakening to me was that no matter what I'm doing, and I spoke on this a little bit in the last podcast, is that I need to be sharing Christ. And that needs to be a focus of mine. And so that's why, you know, podcasting is, is gotta be a priority right now because that's how I'm sharing Christ to people. You know, I'm sharing it through my struggles and we're sharing it through your struggles. We're sharing it through how are we going through these things? And the thing that we have to remember is other people have these same struggles. So if we yeah, have the uh, ability, you're not, you're not, if we have the ability to just... talk about this, it also opens up the door for other people to maybe reach out and talk to us about this and share their insights. Yeah, sorry to jump in there. I was just trying to trying to uh, say you're you're not a you're obviously not alone in the whole uh, trying to put your faith in tithing type thing or or your trust in in tithing. Uh, you know, I I've, I've struggled with that my whole life as well, and I still struggle with it. Uh, you know, I don't I don't think that Jen and I have tithed in a while. I think a lot of people do. I think they say something like fifteen percent of the uh, average church body are lead like like eighty five percent of the tithing, something like that. Mm -hmm. It's crazy, like crazy numbers to think about. Um, that if <laughs> you know what what could we do for the kingdom if we all kind of just trusted God that way, and what what blessings are we missing out on by not trusting God in that way? But yeah, because um, it's like the. I guess the, the mindset as far as what I have absorbed about tithing is that you give that 10%, but what you get in return is so much greater than what you're getting rid of. Uh, not, not getting rid of, but you know what I mean? Like, like you're, you're giving such a small amount and it feels so huge in your life, in your current day to day that it, it feels like you can't, do that it feels like you can't be giving away that 20 bucks or that that whatever it is right you know what i mean like well like I'll give you an example. Like this, this sunday it was eighty six fifty for me 
you know, I gave away $86.50 and, and you sit there on one hand and you say, okay, I'm tithing this. I'm trying to be disciplined. I'm trying, I, my heart is wanting this right now. And that's what God wants. He wants us to have that heart. But there's that little nag in the back of your head that says that could pay a bill. Yes. That can get me a tank of gas. I could... you're, you're driving a uh, really big truck. If 8650 gets you a tank of gas. Or a small car, maybe. <laughs> well, I, I, I was going off of my $20. Yeah. Which is, that's that's where I was headed with the whole $20 thing. Because outside of tank of gas, $20 is, you know, what, like a vinyl record for me? Yeah, exactly. So it's just, that's just kind of where I've been with it. Um, and it's it's definitely a constant struggle, especially in times of strife to think, okay, Lord, I'm trusting you. Um, and then, you know, you, you still have to go forth. And even though we're trusting him, it can't, we can't just sit on our laurels, right? Just like what I said with Proverbs 14, 23, you still mm-hmm. have to do the hard work because the hard work is what brings the profit. We can't just talk about it. We can't just sit back and give our 10% to Christ or, you know, of our, of our time, of our money, of anything, and then just sit there the other 90% and say, oh, well, what are you doing for me, God? Because what has he already done for us? And I'm going to bring this back around to salvation. He already did the ultimate thing for us by sending us Christ. He did. He gave us all the grace that we've ever needed. And all he asks in return is that we trust him, we love him, and we accept him. And that's it. Yeah. That's beautiful. So It's beautiful just... Where it doesn't seem like it's something that that I'm worthy of, and we aren't. Of we're not him dying on the cross, and and I think that's the realization that we all need to come from is that we're not worthy of it. But he loves us so much that he did it. Amen. Yeah. So going forward, I mean, it seems like the the boat that we're both looking at being in is working on tithing more, being more consistent with our tithes. Obviously, being in the Word is is crucial because He's He's given us a playbook to go by. Mm-hmm. You know, He's He's given us examples of how to live our life and 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 how we can succeed in life if we just apply these principles that he laid out. And uh, I think for me personally, that that's definitely something that I need to, well, I, I know that that's something I'm going to commit to. I've got a couple, I've, I'm working on a Bible app right now where I'm going through a Bible app right now where I've got a couple different plans I'm trying to go through to do the day by day. Because if I just try to pick a point in the Bible to start reading on my own, I'm going to fail miserably, but I'm hoping that with this plan, I can be successful in, in learning what it is that I feel like God is trying to teach me in this season. And then through uh, sitting down, my wife and I are, are now, uh, as of recently, we, we sat down, we talked, and we're going to start working on our finances closely together because up until this point, she's kind of been the one taking care of the finances, paying the bills and stuff like that. And I've been the one coming in saying, Hey, can I get this? Can I get that? 
let's go do this, let's go do that, and not really seeing what the budget is at that at the point of asking. Right. And so we're we're gonna work together closely on a weekly basis until we can seem to get that under control, start tithing and trusting that that the word of God is true, that that in that you know it's not our money, it's his money. And if and if we and if and he's trusting us with it, and if we just if we're just responsible with the money, that that good things will will come our way, uh, yeah. that 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 life will get easier in that in that situation. We won't have to be so stressed about uh, the finances. Yeah. So so tithing and uh, daily devotional reading plan. That's that's kind of what I'm looking at doing for, for definitely for, for the next week to see what the results are. Yeah, that's good. And I think I'm really in a similar boat. Um, there's one other, uh, scripture I want to read that is, uh, talks about, you know, when, when you're in financial debt, when you're in financial struggle, you know, how, how do we pray to ask the Lord to relieve us of that. And if we look back at Psalms 37, 21 to 24, it says, The wicked borrow and do not repay, but the righteous give generously. Those the Lord blesses will inherit the land, but those he curses will be destroyed. The Lord makes mm-hmm. firm his steps of the one... Who, I'm sorry. The Lord makes firm the steps of the one who delights in him. Though he may stumble, he will not fall. For the Lord upholds him with his hand. So even though we feel like we're in times of strife, if we continue to focus on taking care of our debts that we owe to people, focusing on Christ and being faithful and obedient to him, even though we may stumble, we won't fall because he'll hold us up with his hand. Yeah. That's good stuff. I mean, straight from the scripture. So, uh, absolutely good stuff. Anyway. All right. Well, I think that's a good jumping off point this time, guys. Um, we thank y'all so much for listening. You know, we, we want to keep doing this for you guys and, um, we appreciate y'all. We appreciate those of you that reach out and encourage us and strengthen us and, and, um, pray with us. And we ask that you continue to do so. Um, we love y'all. Absolutely. Don't say that it's over. Thank you for listening to Unafraid with Josh and Nate. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you can catch all of our new episodes. And please leave a review to help other people find our podcast.